This is Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. Now, here's Lisa Miller. Welcome, friends. What if you had a water pipe burst at your house and your insurance company says, we got this, our emergency water extractors are on their way, and no, there's no charge. You have no say-so about who's coming over, but the trade-off is that you could go play tennis or go back to work and not think about it again. What would you say? Now consider this. After the permanent repair estimate comes in, your insurance company says they'll cover the full amount of repairs after your deductible if you choose one of their contractors. If you want to use your own contractor, that's okay too, but insurance would only cover up to $10,000 in damages. What would you say? That soon may be the choice facing the 455,000 policyholders of the Citizens Property Insurance Corporation, the state of Florida's insurance company of last resort. If state insurance regulators approve policy changes requested as part of Citizens' new managed repair program. Citizens says the voluntary managed repair program is needed to combat its skyrocketing water losses, contractor abuse, fraud, and this explosion of litigation that are driving up their rates. Citizens blames those factors for its latest rate increase, which, despite more than a decade of no hurricane landfalls, will average 10% in Miami-Dade County. The issue is not limited to citizens. Private insurance companies say they're facing the same thing. State regulators, who already this year have approved rate hikes in excess of 15%, warn that annual 10% rate increases could become the norm for Florida homeowners unless something changes. We'll get the story straight today from the top guy at Citizens Property Insurance. Joining us now on today's Florida Insurance Roundup is Barry Gilway, Citizens President, CEO, and Executive Director. Barry's leadership in the insurance industry spans over 42 years, working in various executive roles in national and international companies. For the past five years, we have had the privilege to watch Barry lead Citizens through some extremely tumultuous market conditions. Under his leadership, the organization has renewed its commitment to quality customer service while all but eliminating the assessment risk on Floridians and attempting to support Florida's private insurance market, which in the end is best for all customers. Barry, thank you so much for making the time to come see us today. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate the opportunity to participate today. The issue of assignment of benefits is just becoming uh, an issue that is out of control. And as a nonprofit insurance company, the only nonprofit insurance company in the state, it's just so discouraging for us to see rates continuously climb year after year for the consumer. Um, and the bottom line is we, we have to do something about it. Thank you, Barry. We'll be chatting very extensively, and I, and I am so excited as well to introduce Cam Fentress. Cam is the longtime legislative counsel of the Florida Roofing and Cheap Metal Contractors Association. Every day, all day in the legislative session, she advocates for her members and stands at the podium and says, we want to do what's right. The FRSA is a 95-year-old stalwart in Florida's contractors industry. It encourages a high standard of business ethics among its members and informs the general public of the importance of doing business with competent ethical firms. In fact, I had some roofing work done with one of their members and was quite pleased. Cam, welcome to the Florida Insurance Roundup. Thank you, Lisa. I'm happy to be here. Great. Barry, let's just start with you. I know your passion about this subject, and I wanted to 
I just kind of throw a couple of thoughts out there for you. The managed repair program is not new. It's not a new concept to the insurance industry. And as a matter of fact, I did some research and three other insurance companies are using such a program. But another part of it is this coverage cap that you're seeking from, from the Office of Insurance Regulation. I'll call them the OIR. Why now? What is it that you feel like you got to be doing? We really have to take a look at the real issue and what's happening in this marketplace. The bottom line is every single company in the state is substantially increasing the amount of money they're paying for water claims. Uh, Citizens is an example. We've gone from a $10,000 average payment to $20,000 average payment in five years. Particularly in the Tri-County area, uh, just five years ago, we had six out of uh, of 100 people put in a water damage claim. Today, almost one in, in 10 put in a water damage claim. So... The, the numbers uh, of claims coming in and the amount of dollars we're paying for claims are just skyrocketing. The real issue, and one of the areas we'll be discussing today, is litigation. Uh, in Citizens' case, almost 50% of our claims come in as litigated claims. We're litigating almost 50% of the claims despite doubling our payments on these types of claims. And we've attempted to correct that issue through legislation, as you know, last year, uh, which we were uh, very unsuccessful in doing. So we're trying to at least impact this problem in a way that's going to be positive for consumers. And and our solution, and I will say a short-term solution, because this problem will not be fixed by the managed repair program alone, our short-term solution is simply to follow the lead uh, as to what has been occurring in the auto industry for decades now. And that's basically attempting upfront to make sure the customer has, uh, has received an exceptional response from the company. Uh, and then the repair is done by a certified, authorized, qualified repair company with a warranty at the end of the service. And then the service is tracked all the way through to make absolutely sure the customer is getting the right level of service. Why are we going this route? Simply to get ahead of the litigation. Uh, the concept is if we can service the over-service, the customer, upfront, then there'll be less uh, inclination on the part of the customer to move towards litigation. And I am not so, surprised, Barry, at your strategic thinking, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I... I can I can see you know the progression of events here and I'm going to let Cam jump in who has been on the front lines of sounding the alarm bell her members who are roofers who are out there trying to do the right thing working with you and others in the industry on both sides of this issue trying to get this under control Cam do you have concerns about this program or the direction that Barry is heading do you support it do you see that there's a way that we can collaborate with those who oppose it where are you in this issue Uh, Lisa with respect to the managed repair program I have members um, who have expressed concern, which I think is only natural. We don't have a problem with the concept so long as the uh, program and, and the choice of who the preferred contractors, if you will, is something that's done very objectively and it's done in a respectful way that recognizes that the uh, contractors who are out there have their business models. Uh, and uh, put another way, if we can stay away from trying to just come up with just a list of contractors and and just that list and instead focus on those that are qualified and keeping it a fairly open market 
but moving away from the people who tend to abuse it, we're fine with the concept. We understand why it needs to be done. And so, Barry, back to you. I know you have put a lot of time and effort in figuring out, as you say, modeling it after the auto insurance industry that have the preferred body shops and, you know, they're they're vetted and they're screened. What are some of the safeguards you're putting into your repair program to make sure that there is quality as well as a, a quantity of, of roofers to do the work? Let's talk about the program itself. Okay. So it starts out with voluntary mitigation. So the first attempt to get in front of these claims, keep in mind that today we're not, we're not even allowed to adjust claims in 60 to 70% of the cases. We can't even get an adjuster in to adjust the claim and take a look at the claim. So by providing voluntary mitigation at no cost to the consumer, uh, if, th- if this is a legitimate claim, why wouldn't you want a water mitigator to come in uh, who's going to comply with ANSI, IRCRC, S500, 520 standards and complete that water mitigation? If it's a legitimate claim and not a fraud, then we're providing voluntary mitigation right and, up front. And, very and, limited- and by the way, we're not uh, applying the policy deductible to this. So this is a free service you know, that we're providing. So, Barry, when you say 70, 60 to 70%, you're not able to adjust the claim. What happens? Why can't you? Well, the reason we're not able to adjust the claim is under Florida law, the third party, any vendor, is not subject to what are called duties under the insurance policy. So if you're an insured and you uh, you put in a claim that you have to, to allow an adjuster in. You have to provide an estimate. You have to uh, make sure there's a scope of work. You have to testify under oath if required. If you are a third party, you are not subject to those duties under the policy. Ah, what, is, what, what is simply happening today is the, the first notice of claim that citizens get and many other insurance companies get is simply a bill from a third party vendor and we have not even had an opportunity to take a look at the claim. Understood. And, why, and, and then we say no if that bill is three times you know, the amount of the estimated claim. So we say no, and they turn around, they get an attorney, and you've got you know, a multitude of attorneys, most specifically in the Tri-County area, that simply see an automatic fee opportunity, and they simply sue. Uh, and because of the uh, one-way attorney fee statute, they're virtually guaranteed fees. But at the very least, the insurance company, in order to avoid litigation, uh, dramatically increases the, the third-party vendor cost. We want for legitimate claims to get an adjuster in immediately. We want to do the mitigation. And then, through the uh, managed repair program, we want to track that claim. The whole purpose in this is to make sure the consumer is satisfied, they're getting a quality job done, and there's no reason to call an attorney or or call a third party and bring them in. Thank you for that, Barry. Now, Cam, you have roofers that are on the front lines, on roofs, in neighborhoods. You have shared in legislative testimony that some roofers who are obviously probably not members of your own are canvassing neighborhoods and and kind of exacerbating some of this. You're hearing Barry's passion and and disgust, frankly, with this game that seems to be played. Do you hear from your members who say, 
only if this were the case, this wouldn't happen. What are you hearing from the front lines about what we could do to stop what Barry's feeling on the on the end of, at the end of the game? Thank you, Lisa. We understand the need to do this. Um, all things being equal, we are you know uncomfortable a little bit with having these types of managed repair programs. But so long as they're done in a way that the contractors that are uh, in the program are determined on an objective basis, we're comfortable with that. We understand the need for it to be done because we know that there are abuses out there. We're very interested in taking whatever steps we can to stop those abuses and also to leave the market available for all contractors and good contractors, not so much just a few that are willing to get in there and you know drive through neighborhoods and try to sell roofs that aren't necessary, et cetera. So Barry, back to you. You've crystallized the problem. You have what you consider to be a partial solution, but one that you think is a step in the right direction. We are seeing a rate increase that you have submitted to the Office of Insurance Regulation. We saw recently that there'll be a public hearing requested uh, has been has been scheduled for that rate increase for you to present why you need the increase. What's the next step as we move into the 2018 legislative session with committee week starting in September? We're not going to solve the problem unless we get legislative reform on the assignment of benefits issue to curb some of this ridiculous litigation that's taking place. And Barry, I have seen at you and Cam in committee meetings, you know, you answer the tough questions. And so I'm going to ask you this question as though a legislator were to ask you, what happens when that claim it exceeds the $10,000 cap? Is there, a, is there a mechanism? And the consumer says, I don't want your contractor. The answer is they, this whole program is set up to benefit the consumer. This is a very, very high-touch program with, with high connectivity between the consumer and citizens and the contractor. And by the way, if the consumer does not like the way it's going, then there's nothing that restricts the consumer from ultimately taking whatever path they choose in order to get you know, resolution to their claim. Nothing's taken away contractually from the consumer. Understood. And Cam, for you and your members that do work for citizens and other private insurance companies. Uh, do you see yourself and maybe some of your members serving as advisors to Barry and telling him what's going on out there? We absolutely would welcome any opportunity to work with citizens and especially work on the uh, details of a program like this. I'll tell you that I think that this is a program that's very, very good in concept. Sometimes I think we may be a little bit concerned about how it operates day to day. We would very much like the opportunity to discuss that. Um, we do see some programs, some contractor approval programs out there that we think are pretty good, some maybe not so good. Uh, for instance, there is a manufacturer's uh, approval program out there that we think, a uh, roofing product manufacturer's approval program that we think is good because the manufacturer has a high stake in the contractor's qualification because it has to do with the warranties and the quality of the the workmanship etc so we would like to have that opportunity to discuss that with citizens and make sure there's a pretty good balance in there between insurance interest contractor interest manufacturer's interest and consumer interests i welcome uh, working with cam you know and other association members on on and how we better the program once we launch it uh, so we're wide open to suggestions, and we want to make this program as successful as possible. Barry, thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Cam. 
Thank you very much. So today we have had two very distinguished guests that are public policymakers trying to make a difference in the property insurance industry. And we will have links on our website um, in the show notes page for citizens and other reference materials for you to look at. We've heard that drastic times call for drastic measures. And part of the reason citizens and several private insurance companies have instituted these repair programs is because they see that they need to try to manage some of the runaway costs that are going on in the marketplace. There's even consensus among contractors that better regulation would help weed out some of the bad actors. And there's general agreement that rules need to be tightened to require contractors to have written estimates and uh, notices of cancellation and some other provisions that we've even seen in legislation that's been filed for the 2018 session. It is our considered opinion here at the Florida Insurance Roundup that the legislature must find consensus and bring solutions to this problem. But you know what? We want to hear from you. What's been your experience with the assignment of benefits system? What do you think is the right way to fix it if it needs fixing in your opinion? And what do you think about managed repair programs? You can certainly leave us a message after this on-air Florida Insurance Roundup program at 850-388. 8002. That's 850 388 8002. Or just drop us an email to Lisa Miller at Lisa We've got a passion for public policy and client success, and we want to hear from you. Thanks for being a part of this, and until next time, be safe. This has been Lisa Miller and Associates, Florida Insurance Roundup, your podcast on the people, issues, and regulations shaping Florida's insurance market. For more information on today's program, please visit us on the web at www.lisamillerassociates.com.